Space Action Podcast, a division of Space Action Heroes, a webcomic you can find at spaceactionheroes.com. I'm Chris Carson. And I'm still going to do the pirate voice because it's fun to do accents. Yeah, I lied. You didn't think. And then I'm going to do a Mexican accent and then I'm going to do a Mexican pirate. (laughs) Ooh, a Mexican pirate. That kind of describes Guillermo del Toro. I think he would be a Mexican pirate. Uh, Hello. (laughs) Um, This week we're gonna. This is our Netflix episode. We're gonna we're gonna talk about a couple Netflix originals. All that thick Netflix content streaming into your living, streaming right into your eye holes. Mm -mm. We're doing. Mm. um, I don't know. I guess we'll do uh, El Camino and and then Dolomite is my name. Dolomite. And and fucking up motherfuckers is my game. That's goddamn. Oh. So to start with, El Camino, the, the Breaking Bad movie. The Breaking Bad film, mm. starring Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul. And the... the Jesse Plumpkins. Uh. <laughs> or that weekend where, uh, where uh, oh my god, I forgot his name again Todd. That weekend where Todd got fat. That's, that's the subtitle for El Camino. I'm telling you, man, Todd, just, you know, he was, he was up there making some meth, you know, taking care of Jesse and just eating pizza. He's got pizza. a thyroid problem. He's, yeah, they, they clearly like pizza. Yeah. And they, he's just a little the, too much. Yeah, and then all of a sudden that Lydia chick calls him up. He's like, oh, oh shit. I get on the treadmill. So he gets on the treadmill, loses some pounds, and that's why he looks like he does at the end of the yeah, series. So, yeah, yeah, so the, 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 he, that scene is during one of the, like, months long. It's, a, it's between when Walter uh, goes up to the cabin, and then when yeah. it cuts to him, like, six months later. Exactly. Yeah, it's during that. He got a little fat. He just got a little round. A little I, 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 don't, I think people are making way big of two less than it needs to be. I mean, come on. Come on. We're not fat shaming people it's here. It's right in the print, guys. <laughs> As someone whose weight fluctuates constantly, I could totally <laughs> see that that's appropriate. But, uh, no, it was funny seeing Todd's big belly. <laughs> so unsettling. It was so, 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 pretty much, the long story of the plot... Jesse Pinkman, after the events of the finale of Breaking Bad, escapes from the neo-Nazi camp and is on the Needs land. Needs some money and... What was that? I was Davey making a pretty epic jump. Oh, okay. You took your phone case with it, but... Uh, oh, that's all right. I'm proud of you, bud. That was it, dope. Is it behind your <laughs> behind the thing now? Yeah, and Jack just tried to do it, but it wasn't half as impressive. Huh. Boo! Dig, dig that out. Boo! <laughs> oh, no, it's not behind. It's, oh, okay. We're good. Um, my, I, I enjoyed it, but I think ultimately it was it was... Completely pointless. pointless. And <laughs> I think that is like a dark cloud over my my enjoyment of it. Where, where I just want to say first that I loved it. Yeah, you, but you I still loved I agree. It. It's completely pointless. It feels like um, I think someone at some point will just edit it in to the final few episodes of Breaking Bad where it actually falls in. Yeah. And I think if it had been in the show, it would have been really interesting to see because Jesse's barely in those last few episodes. Yeah, Breaking Bad. He just disappears yeah. after he gets, which is way more horrific because it just implies horrific. like, oh god, what are they doing? Gone. Yeah. So if you if it was actually in the show, it feels like um, you know when they come out with like the director's cut of a movie and there's just completely pointless scenes crammed in because they want to sell another DVD. Yeah, yeah. Kind of felt like that to me. Sure, I could also see it as like you know outside universe kind of thing where it's. Vince Gilligan trying to be like, I can direct a feature. Give right. me a cowboy movie. Like give me something. This. Yeah. It was really enjoyable. Oh, like, yeah. Like, it was well-crafted. It was well-written. It was yeah. well-paced. It was well-edited. Oh, dude. The t- I forgot how much how good they are building tension. Oh, yeah, Those yeah. guys. Like, Jesus fucking Christ. Everything was great, but the, the shadow for me is that it, it served no real purpose. Yeah, because when I started, like, when Breaking Bad ends, you're kind of like, all right, Jesse's off, man. He's probably yeah. going to take his car and probably head up to, like, Alaska or something and, and get some money. that's exactly what happens. And then you get to see literally beat for beat. That's what happens. That's exactly what happens. But what I liked about it, though, is that I'm a huge Sergio Leone fan. Mm-hmm. I love the Man with No Name trilogy. It was such a send up of like bandits in this unforgiving wasteland, yep. just trying to find the stash of money before the other guys do. Yeah, exactly. It had those old co- uh, cowboy elements right down to the the draw scene, a little bit on the nose. Yeah, doing a, a high noon draw scene. I, was like, I get it. Yes, it's would he actually say cowboy style? He totally does. Yeah, but it did yield that one great line where the muzzle burns his jacket, and the guy on the halfway goes, "Man, you're on fire!" <laughs> yeah, but yeah. like, I, I laughed my ass off. Yeah, this is yeah. Vince Gilligan being like, "Yeah, I'm good at this." I know. I'm really good at writing the shit out of this. <laughs> Vince Gilligan, they should get rid of Chris Carter and let Vince Gilligan do an X-Files revival, because Chris Carter clearly fucks it up. Yeah, maybe that's the missing <laughs> element, eh? Yeah, maybe. Um, but, 
I just, I don't know. In terms of, like, what what was the benefit of it, I did like seeing Pinkman finally transition into this independent thing. Because that right. show was all about, like, these prolific, strong, independent male characters like Hank Schrader or, mm-hmm. or Mike and then Walter. You finally get to see him kind of graduate. Yeah. I love that scene whenever he collects their IDs and he's partially Mike, but he's partially Walt. Yeah, yeah. He's intimidating, he's threatening, but he's smart and concise with what he says. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, he's a little bit Gus, like yeah. where he just talks you into a corner. He's sort of just gotten all of his influences and created this persona. This perfect persona yeah. of like, oh, I would not fuck with this dude. He's yeah. earned his right to get the fuck out of here and shit. His, if the, um, the, for, the, the Walter White scene, I, I, you made a good point that it was ultimately for the one line that Walter tells him yeah so everyone's kind of praising this line of like oh it's so heartwarming whenever walter says i'm envious of you you didn't have to wait your whole life to do something amazing and you know it's such a heartfelt moment but i'm like no the whole thesis of breaking bad is that walt's ego evil is destroys everyone he loves everyone so even in that early glimpse in that scene i think vince gilligan said it's supposed to be just after the episode where their battery dies and he tells jesse he has cancer they're in that diner, and Walt once again is only thinking about himself. Yeah. He's like, "You're and doing manipulating some- Jesse." Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. He's like, "We're doing something amazing here." Every single decision Walt makes ruins his life. Oh, absolutely. Winds him in a neo-Nazi camp in these horrifying fucking conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was another thing I like seeing, like neo-Nazis. Yeah. I uh finally. I know. Uh, they're not getting enough fucking media attention. Oh, so sexy. Uh no. It's like <laughs> <laughs> seeing him in that fucking pr- just under a in a pit with bars with a tarp over just in case it rains making them run back and forth to test the chain and I mean that's yeah. your recreation dude you're spending most of your time in that pit yeah. like just the visual of that I was like that is fucking nightmarish this yeah. kid was in there for god knows how long yeah. to the point yeah, where like how, how long do you think he was in there I was six months maybe close to a year maybe close to a year because there's that part if you look at how much Walt's kind of aged and shrunk down when he grows his beard out, yeah. like, it's probably about like close to a year, right? Eight months so? to a year. Around there? But whenever um, he wakes up at Skinny Pete's and Badger's and he just oh. he sees the tarp for a second. And then he has complete PTSD. He almost dude, took, it's us! Oh, it's us. dude. Yeah. Like, that was such an effective scene. Like He was very Clint Eastwood in this movie where he didn't have to say <coughs> a lot yeah. to convey how fucking intense he was. And Skinny Pete was adorable. How he was dude. just, uh, you're my hero, man. Yes! I'm like, aw, you're like 50. <laughs> He's like 20. But what I love about that universe is once again, like, it's you want your characters I hate it when there's dopey useless characters Mm -hmm. they're never they don't like they're never not in the way they're not always they're never funny like they're just they're stereotypes. They're just pointless. What I love about Badger and like Skinny the, Pete, uh, what, what's the sorry to interrupt, but yeah. the uh, the Patton Oswalt routine where he wanted they wanted him to play the gay friend, and he was like the gay friend is always portrayed as like some world wisdom genie of advice, right. and he wants to play him like his gay friends who are just idiots, who mm, mm. <laughs> are just dumb and sloppy because it's not like I don't know we don't like those trips because they're not realistic. They're not real. It's more yeah. war like heartwarming when you see realistic representations of what's out there these two junkies and you're like oh they're actually really good at their job yeah they're smart as fuck yeah Yeah. that's how they survived this fucking long yeah yeah. another thing i love that i did not pick up on is the money that they give jesse is the money that walt gave them for the laser pointer stand so think about that right and i'm like that is so fucking like little shit like happened right after too yeah yeah so they're just like listen this guy used us essentially to get one step closer to you now you're out yeah this is your money you know like and it seems like they were really intentionally um teasing that walter white might still be alive because in all the advertisements leading up to it they were playing like news clips and stuff but they were not specifically saying whether or not walter White was one taken away from I, the scene or I anything. I think one of them said, like, one of them, they were, they're going over, like, nine people were killed. People one were them, counting out the bodies. They and said, they were, like, confirmed to be, one of them is confirmed to be uh, high school's teacher, Walter White. In the movie, that happens. Yeah. But in the ads leading up to it, they didn't. So that, that, that ad specifically had the internet on fire because everyone was going back and watching the scene and counting right. to see how many people were there, if Walt was part of it. So it is almost because like, they're doing that slow pan in on the uh, the wreck, wrecking ball guy, the uh, g- um, dump guy, the guy okay. who crushes the cars. Yeah, he's watching the news segment, and then they really poignantly get to that line of Walter White, who died at the scene, and that's finally the reveal of Oh, Walt's dead, because they really teased he gotcha. might not be gotcha. leading, up, leading up to the movie, right? 
Which I'm glad he was. I didn't yeah. want him to be alive. Right. I wanted him... I think that's just too perfect of an ending for Walter White. Exactly. Yeah, no. I always like the the adage, like, no one can kill Walt but Heisenberg. You right, know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. that's, he closes his arc, you know? Yeah. He cl- and I, I think that would have just... I think Vince Gilligan's a smart guy. Yeah. He knows that would have really undermined that yeah. arc. But still had to get him in there somehow. So I had to get him in with, with a his, flashback With a CGI ball cap. Yeah, was that... The, I noticed something was weird about him. Yeah. He looked just too thick or something. Yeah, they uh, they had to put... He's filming something. Oh, you know what? He's on the Broadway production of uh, Network right now. Oh, is he playing the mad as hell and not yeah. taking it anymore? Yeah, they literally flew him in. Like, they realized, like, if he was seeing Albuquerque, people would figure it out. Right. So apparently it was, like, this huge covert ops thing. Just, they had to smuggle, like, a box on his head and yeah. everything. Yeah, You think so, that would tip people off, too? Yeah. Who do you think the guy with the box on his head is <laughs> who could that be hey where's Brian Cranston he's not yeah. in New York City right now it's like whenever Bruce Wayne absconds right. out of Gotham City on a going a yacht the same week that Batman shows, shows up, in, up Japan. in Japan it always bugged the, or Hong Kong I should say yeah. it always bugged the shit you know what always bugged the shit out of me from the same damn movie is why Bruce Wayne would be at the revealing Batman uh, press conference it's like why all these reporters are around listening to Harvey Dent talk about the Batman you're like no one's going this hey, one Bruce Wayne's is here <laughs> Why is this one guy here? What what's up with that? Don't, shouldn't you be running a corporation? Yeah, you you you're a playboy asshole. Why do you care about politics? Oh, uh. oh, nice eye mole. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, I just love that universe so much yeah. that you show me a, a one more glimpse into it. I just love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the um, staging of that scene with the two guys pretending to be cops. Oh, right, right, yeah. That's just zigzag back and forth so much. I could have watched that all day long. Yeah. Just, like, the shifts of power in that situation. Yeah, and my that was fa- great. My favorite is whenever he's like, Lieutenant, can you come in here for a second? And the dude gives this micro-performance. Where he's like, why? yeah, because he knows. He knows something's up where he's, like, I, it took me a bit, I'm like, why does this feel so off? Yeah, yeah. And it took me like a second, like when I sat there and thought about it, I'm like, oh, because once he called him lieutenant. He knew that. He was like, what? no one, he knew just call me Tom. Like, yeah. why are you calling me by yeah, the, the yeah. fucking name? It's so cleverly yeah. laid out. Because when that moment happened too, I was like, wait, is that like their code if they use their title? Why is he know? going for his firearm? Yeah. You know, like. Oh, they're not even cops. It's so good. Yeah. Oh. I also yeah, yeah. everything about it was great. Yeah, just proof. I think this is that dude's like you know stretching his legs, being like, I can still write the fuck out of this universe mm-hmm. so goddamn well. Please watch Better Call Saul. Yeah, when's that coming back? It feels like be... it's been off the air forever. I feel like it comes back at the start of the year, like in the spring. Has it been? I guess because it's only ten episodes, ten weeks, no breaks. It yeah. just comes and goes so quickly. Yeah, yeah. So I guess it was the beginning of twenty nineteen was the last Better Call Saul. So yeah. it's gonna be the beginning of twenty twenty before the next one. And do we know for sure if that's going to be their final season? I thought it would be because it's, that's number five, five for them. And yeah. then like Breaking Bad was also five. Let's but see. I guess it depends if their ratings start, have been ramping up. that They might want to go a little longer. But he, they've got him situated now to just become Saul. <laughs> Especially with the finale of last season. Exactly. There's not much left for him to do. They've introduced Lalo. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like the end games. Like, yeah. The beginning. So, yeah, it's slated number five is going to air in 2020. Um, no mention if it's the final season or anything. Because I heard rumblings that it might be season, and they might do a season six. Yeah, I heard that too. That worries me because Better Call Saul, I love the fuck of Better Call Saul, but I can't deny there is a lot of filler in that show. Sure, yeah. Which is fine because the style of the show kind of works with that. It's slow moving, uh, procedure based law. Yeah. So it's okay, but then at the same time, it's like, don't, too much more might might kind of ruin it. It never works for any series. No. Like, I don't care if you're Vince Gilligan or fucking Roland D. Moore. Right. Like, too much time is just like, yeah. alright, I can feel you spinning your wheels. We all remember uh, Starbuck being sent off to find, like, magic artifacts and shit. <laughs> and it's like, this is pointless. Wait, no, no, there's gonna be a payoff. She's, well, yeah, uh... G- Gata's legs get shot. She's in you know what? Rewatching, because I went through Battlestar again recently, I was a little bit more forgiving of that storyline. Yeah? Just because of, like, how much they really drive home. I'm gonna go for a better call cell to talk about Battlestar. <laughs> I will any day, goddamn. This is a good, good segue. We weave them. We weave. Yeah, we, we weave. weave. We, we weave. weave. Tapestry. We should call this the tapestry exactly. podcast. Oh, and also, no, I'm thinking of Fargo. I was going to say Mary McDonald shows up in both, oh. but she's in Fargo. She's not, in Fargo? She's in Fargo, not um, not Breaking Bad. Anyways, point of the story is that they really drive home it's a family. Mm-hmm. And so that's like really like the Fredo and the Godfather moment of like, oh, Gata turned on them. Because since yeah. then it's been like Zarek or like some ex or like the Pegasus right, right. Or, or the Cylons. It was never someone... External force. Yeah, and just in seeing it was Gata, the dude who... And even it's laid out throughout the whole series. I think it's in the first episode where at one point... Um, 
Ty's just telling Gata, like, because Ty's Ty, mm. just being like, well, just do it for frack's sake. He's like, it can't be done. And then, oh, like, Adam was like, Mr. Gata. Yeah, like, and he's like, it can't be done, sir. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was always there that Gata was quiet, little... but he's super smart. Yeah. And he's always a little bit rebellious. So yeah. just seeing that come to fruition in season four, I was like, okay, it's always, it was always in there. Yeah. And um, then the tragic moment of it. His leg finally stops itching oh. right before he's shot. Yeah, because <laughs> I guess maybe the first time I watched it around, I didn't know where it was going, but just the second he gets shot in the leg, I was like, oh no, this is the beginning of the end for yeah. him. Oh yeah. This is where That's he starts... Downward spiral. He starts to fucking lose it. So yeah, I was a little bit more forget of all the story arcs they could have had in that final season. I'm like, you only have so many moments, time, so much time left. Why are you burning content? Yep. That was something they laid out in the beginning. Yep. And also the benefit of it, I think after that, that's when Adama's like, okay, we have to split the fleet up. If yeah, this is a volunteer yeah. mission, you can come if you want. If you because want to. I'm not dragging more people along with me. <laughs> and this I don't is... need some more of that insurrection bullshit. Yeah, uh, I don't need anyone teaming up with any more fucking former prisoners turned vice presidents any fucking yeah, longer. Yeah, yeah. This is batshit. We got to, like, me and Sam, did, Sam and I did a Battlestar podcast, but we should do a Battlestar part two at some anniversary. Um, well, they got the point. reboot coming up. Oh, they've been talking about that forever, though. Because yeah. uh, Brian Singer was going to do it forever. And then, well, Brian Singer. Yeah. So um, I don't know if that's sort of. You know what else got to, to weave our tapestry a little deeper? Um, the uh, Conan movie was canceled. Was, they were shopping around a Conan series based on the original, like, books by whatever the hell the guy's name was. Yeah. Um, but every they were complaining about it because every network and everything was saying it's it's too masculine. It's too archaic. Too toxic masculinity. Too too guy power. But isn't that kind but of that's what you need to and, right now? It's just like you need someone. But look how ridiculous this is. True. Like, ha- or, does Conan have to be like? I love. The, I think just because the time period interests me so much is that it's set uh, in 10,000 B.C. Right. At the fall of a, the, a previous great empire who built all these pyramids and everything. Right. Atlantis. And it's set... Um, I don't remember It's what the name of the of their land is called, but it's supposed to be... This great civilization fell, tw- I guess, 12,000 years ago now, and this is the first rising of humans coming back to power, and Conan is the barbarian in the middle of it all. Right. That's an awesome... You don't need to have, like, female sex slaves to tell that story. Yeah. You also don't need to have, like, super-empowered women to tell that story. You could just make a movie about, or a show about you Conan. Don't let the gladiator route, man. We're right. Just, yeah. Why does it have... Why does, there, why does a, a muscular man character sexist now? Yeah, like, why is that like, unacceptable? You know I mean? It's like, it's kind of representative of the time that is what you would find is just fucking a giant warrior dude. Like, yeah. I, um, And the irony is, if you put him in fucking tights or an iron armor, that's okay. You can still have that beefcake stereotype, but he has to quip and be quiz Chris, yeah. Chris Hemsworth. Chris and he Hemsworth. has to have all the, all the... He has to have powerful women above him. Yes. Which is, you know what... 10,000 years ago or 12,000 years ago set in the fall of Atlantis have some fucking queens and shit in yeah. there who cares yeah just have a queen then you could just kill people right you huh. just have Conan still be Conan you listening you listening to the internet I guess He-Man will never happen too they're doing that I t- Masters yeah. of the Universe it's an animated series Kevin Smith's doing yeah that. they're picking up um, after where the original I was never huge into He-Man so I'm like I don't really have a huge investment in it but they're picking up where the animated series She's left ended. off because they were making a movie they even cast He-Man but that got shelved for the same reasons toxic masculinity I think I was a f- did you ever see that Netflix series I guess it's the Netflix episode so we can talk Netflix um, the toys that made us I saw the Star Wars one Star Wars one Yeah. you should watch the He-Man one because I don't think I liked He-Man either, but I was huge into He-Man. But when you watch the doc, they're talking about how they child psychology was a new thing. And there was no rules guiding it yet. So they literally mapped out this series around manipulating children with child psychology. Yeah. So his catchphrase is, I have the power, yep. is because every kid feels powerless because their parents are controlling them at all times to raise them and every little kid just wants to have the power gotcha so when you pull out your magic fucking dick and go I have the power <laughs> his big sword and turns him into a man right right it's like it, it just hits every piston of child psychology and they even laugh at it in the show they're like yeah and looking back it might have been evil but we used every tactic that's pretty funny and so I'm watching it being like I was so into He-Man and now I'm wondering if I even ever was right or if I was just manipulated into He-Man. How many times did you see the live-action movie, I think? is like, I didn't get that. Is. I hated it. Because I think any He-Man kid hated it because hated none it. of the He-Man... It's famously terrible. None of the characters were in it. I haven't seen it. It's like, it's <laughs> He-Man, Skeletor, 
Evelyn, Tila, and Man at Arms are in it. Five I think characters. I've watched it once. Like it's one of those things. Like someone threw it on at a birthday party, it's and you were eight. Terrible. Yeah, it looks. The makeup was just atrocious. That's what I remember. But the whole thing, like the 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 love of He Man, is all the characters. None of the characters were in the movie because they wanted to sell new toys because the toy line was starting to to kind of flounder. Okay, okay, so it's one of those. Shira ruined the the, the line because it's again, like the Mario Brothers movie. Yeah, they just completely changed it from the actual source material. Damn. So you're like, what the fuck is the point of this then? But uh, I, another interesting thing about that doc is they talk about how, like, li- like it's true. I mean, I don't think it's anti-progressive to say little boys and little girls are different. And little boys don't like their sisters. Little girls don't like their brothers when they're mm-hmm. little. They tend to fight and butt heads mm-hmm. if they're about the same age. So when Mattel released She-Ra, suddenly he... He-Man toys were being played with by your little sister. Right. Wasn't as cool, and that's when sales dropped. Ah. So suddenly it was like, oh, this isn't cool anymore. What's the next thing? Interesting. Yeah. Makes sense. And that's where they stepped in with trucks that turn into robots? Uh, I think uh, Transformers was around the same time as He-Man. They're both I want to say Transformers was later. He-Man was... But the original He-Man, I would love to make a He-Man movie based on the original comics. Because when the toys were produced, they actually released mini-comics with each action figure in the first line of figures. And it was just a Conan thing. It was literally... The story was that He-Man had a half a sword, and then Skeletor had the other half of the sword. And they are on a planet where half was always in light and half was always in dark. And the darkness was controlled by Skeletor and the lightness was controlled by no one. It was just wild jungle. Okay. And then the Skull Mountain castle thing could be unlocked with these combination of the two swords, but both sides had to come together to put the sword together to unlock the castle. Okay. That was it. Streamlined as fuck. It was basically Conan the Barbarian light. Okay. That concept, I think, for a movie would be awesome. That's badass. Yeah. It's badass. And it's simple, too. Super simple. Yeah, it's like Fury Which, Road. It's like we're just going right. to... We have two opposing things that have to bring them together. To open up a, a mystery. That's cool. That would be awesome. And also you get, like, contemporary-wise of just like, hey, you two polar work opposite together. Side, work together, maybe. But then and all the apparently all the original creators of the toys hated the series because they were like, why is... Who's Prince Adam? Why is He-Man, like, some douchebag who, who holds a sword up and turns into He-Man? What the fuck is this? Why is there no clear-cut villain? Why are they working together? Right. Mm. They didn't like... The original guys didn't like it, like, like the cartoon at all. Interesting. So He-Man actually precedes Transformers by a year. Really? 83, yeah, and then Transformers, yeah, Transformers was 84. Was I never was into Transformers. <laughs> yeah. I uh, loved it. The Dinobots I liked, because I yes. was super into dinosaurs. Yeah. But like the, I was never like a fire truck kid. Right. So I could I, never follow the plot line for the life of me, but I just <laughs> I just loved what... My Megatron was always my favorite, Yeah. because I always gravitated towards the bad guys. Like yeah, Darth yeah. Vader, like Especially giant bad guys that were yeah. smart, like Darth Vader or Megatron. Um, and then whenever Jurassic Park got huge, do you remember Beast Wars? Oh yeah, yeah, that CGI oh, one. Yeah, so mm-hmm. they just mixed it up where they turned into animals, and that show that had Dinobots in it too, didn't it? One guy, one Vlasa guy was Raptor. actually called Dinobot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What was cool about that show is at one point, it's I'm such an idiot. I'm watching like two seasons of the show as a kid. It's called Beast Wars Transformers for God's sake. Mm. The main character is called Optimus Prime. The main antagonist is Megatron. Mm. Not until there's an episode. It was pretty badass. They do uh almost like a Back to the Future Star Trek kind of thing where they go they crash land in prehistoric Earth yeah that's the whole thing and then their Matrix skins dinosaurs exactly yeah. and, and then and the saber tooth tiger for some reason I uh, no there was a saber tooth no, tiger no there was, he, was a, he was a cheetah it was a cheetah but still at the same time big cats and dinosaurs didn't really live together listen man it's <laughs> <laughs> Flintstones logic it's okay yeah sure sure fair <laughs> I, I'm trying to think there was like rats and pterodactyls well, I guess rats had been around for a rats while. probably I don't Who know else? this predates mammals rhinos though. Mammals inherited the earth. Were the rhinos? There was a rhino. I, I don't think so. I think they were called Triceratops. I, you know what? They they must have based them off the toys, and they were just like, listen, dude. Stick it all in there. Yeah, we want to have dinosaurs because it's huge right now, yeah, but yeah, we yeah. also want to have a monkey. Yeah. <laughs> a rhino wouldn't hurt. Yeah. But um, I just remember that uh, season three, they find the Ark, the ship that the... Autobots crashed on Earth, and but they're still in stasis lock, which is like a coma version that the Transformers okay. go into. Megatron puts a bullet in Optimus Prime's head and Jesus changes Christ. time. It's fucked up. And they all start to die and shit, like Back to the Future style, where they start disappearing. Oh, Jesus. And I was like, oh, it's a prequel to Transformers! <laughs> oh, I get it now. Did you see the new Bumblebee movie? No, but I heard it's good. 
I haven't seen it because again I'm not a huge Transformers guy and I watched the first five minutes of it which takes place on the Transformers planet and they're all designed like the cartoons yes, that I saw I was like that's fun that I saw yeah. and then as soon as it came to Earth I was like I don't care <laughs> and I just stopped watching it someone said it's like it's just the Iron Giant but with the Transformers with the Transformers so I don't know I'll watch it eventually but. I remember I saw some clips of the girl in it the main character she annoyed me I was like I don't want to watch two hours of her yeah, that's the problem whenever it's one of those like little kid movies like Stranger Things or fucking uh, E.T. It's like, if you don't like that main kid, it's like, um, I have I'm to spend out. two hours yeah. with just you and this yeah. thing. Like, I'm not really digging you. Yeah. So, well. It's a credit to what's-his-face. Denholm... Is that, what's the name of the kid in fucking E.T.? Is it Denholm Elliot? It is Denholm Elliot. Oh, his name's Elliot. It, it is, Elliot. right? Elliot in the movie. Denholm Elliot, I think, is Marcus Brody. As it is Marcus yeah. Brody. <laughs> from from Indiana Jones. It took me a second. I'm like, I'm crossing my Spielberg <laughs> streams here. Hold on. <coughs> What's his fucking name? The kid who plays Alex Henry Thomas. Henry Thomas. Because I'm only thinking of it now. I've, I've watched that movie a lot, dude. Mm-hmm. Like Since a kid to the day to today, and it keeps getting better every time I watch it. But, like, Elliot is so, like, he's empathetic. Like, mm. I watched that movie as a kid, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's me. That's totally yeah. how I would be if I found a fucking alien. Right, like, right, yeah. He's, like, totally flawed. He's kind of goofy, but he's funny. When he calls fucking Michael penis head, it's the... F- or penis pe- breath. Penis breath. Like, like, this kid's hilarious, man. Did you ever hear... Have we talked about the, the original idea for the sequel? No. The Spielberg originally wanted to do the sequel as a straight-up alien invasion movie. And the idea was... <laughs> yeah, the idea was that E.T. was a kid. So that's why he was so innocent. And they were on the Earth. Those aliens were on the Earth collecting samples to see if they could terraform it and live there. So the sequel was going to be a straight-up alien invasion movie where E.T. was going to be, like, the bridge between the two species, Elliot and E.T. Can I point out how similar E.T.'s hand is to the alien hand that was on the War of the Worlds yeah. poster? Oh, yeah, do you yeah. think that was him being like, I'm going to do Maybe. my sequel. Yeah. I, I might disguise it as a Tom Cruise yeah. War of the Worlds movie, but fuck you, I'm he doing... Did, yeah, and he always wanted to do his alien invasion thing. They look kind of E.T.-like. Like, mm-hmm. if E.T. grew up, he could turn to a bug. Into a thing. With a tentacle eye and shit. Yeah. So that's interesting. About, oh, Oh yeah, <laughs> Netflix, El Camino. I don't have anything else to say because we still got to get through Dolomite. We still got to get through Dolomite. Dolomite is my name. Um, yeah, man, it's an old western with the Breaking Bad lines, yeah. and I just I loved it for that. I thought that was. I think, but um, I totally get why a lot of people were disappointed. Yeah, um, but I still enjoyed it. I wasn't disappointed because I didn't have any expectations for it. I, I was just like, I'm gonna just see. I don't have expectations for things anymore. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like for movies, I mean, like I I just like. I was really excited for Joker, and I was happy with it. Right. Um, and um, what else? Um, I'm really excited for The Irishman. I thought The Lighthouse was... I was excited for The Lighthouse. Yeah, I was excited for The Lighthouse, and I felt like that delivered. That's the mm-hmm. first movie I've seen in a while where it's like, that's exactly what I wanted. There's yeah. no loose ends. I don't have to come yeah. back for a sequel or any shit like that. And I'm really excited for Jojo Rabbit, but because uh, Hunt for the Wilder People is one of my favorite films of all time. Oh, I still have to watch that. You gotta watch it. It's amazing. But I've been seeing some clips from Jojo Rabbit where I'm like, oh... Oh, and I know clips are tough because out of context, yeah, you need to get, especially his movies for sure. Because I remember seeing clips of uh, what we do in the shadows and being like, "This looks ridiculous." Right? Like I hate, look, think I'm going to hate this. Especially and, if it's a clip from later in the movie, because mo- any movie is like a, a hot bath. You need to slowly ease into it to get into the world. Yeah, if you just throw yeah, it straight in, straight in, it never works. But um, yeah, I mean, check it out. Obviously, I mean, I'm, thinking, I'm just probably doing huge numbers on Netflix, El Camino. I'd imagine. El Camino. I don't know. I know they're just horribly, horribly in debt, so I don't know how, how their profits work on Are Netflix. They? But yeah, apparently they're billions of dollars in debt. To who? To be, uh, just, I don't, I don't know how financing works for streaming. I don't know how they make money. Yeah, seriously. Because there's no ads on Netflix. Uh. So I don't know how they make money. But and they're very quiet about how their revenue stream works. Yeah. I guess it's just subscription-based. That's it. That's all they have is, is the subscriptions... And I, I've heard, I think if you look it up, that they're horribly in debt and they're just waiting for things to pay off. They're going to get bought by Disney. They're, yeah, probably. I don't know. But Interesting. The Irishman, I'm looking forward to that. Irishman. Irishman. But on the topic of Netflix series, there was also a little movie from the writers of Ed Wood and the director of Hustle and Flow called... My name is Dolomite! Dolomite is my name. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what did you think? What was your? Because you just watched it. I watched it a few weeks ago, so I'm a little more rusty on it than you. Uh, um, I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, fucking seeing Eddie Murphy do anything again, you're just like, he's back. He's, uh, yeah. he's doing things again. So that was and the cast was nuts. 
Fucking, I haven't loved Wesley Snipes that much since Blade. Yeah, Wesley Snipes was amazing. <laughs> he was so good. He was unrecognizable yeah. as yeah. Wesley Snipes. He was actually doing a performance. Yeah. Like, was, I was like, I was, that was really fucking funny. He wasn't like some motherfucker trying to ice skate uphill. He was just <laughs> he was just doing a character. And playing goofy, like super yeah, goofy. Super goofy, not taking himself seriously at all. And I, my favorite was just him chilling by the fucking monitors making a screwdriver. I'm like, that's my boy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's right. That's his classic. What's his last line? It's like, I'll see you at the premiere. No, I won't. The single never premiere. <laughs> like, I'll see, whatever. And he doesn't show up at the premiere. Uh, <laughs> just little things like that in terms of like black culture, the way they peppered it in. Like uh, the fucking pork chops at the beginning. He's like, you want some hot sauce? And Craig Robinson's got some hot sauce on his collar. <laughs> his thing. Just the fucking the screwdriver in the bottle. I'm like, that is such a thing that a black dude would do on a hot summer day. Like, oh my god, that's awesome. There was one scene in the movie, because I, I enjoyed it, but again, I wasn't like ecstatic about it. I think because I was comparing it too much to Ed Wood, because mm-hmm. I knew it was the same writers, and it was a very similar mm-hmm. structure, and Ed Wood is fucking brilliant. Um, there's one scene in it that sums up kind of the movie for me, is when Eddie Murphy... What's the character's name? It's uh, a... Rudy. Rudy... Rudy something. I literally just... Uh, Ru- oh, Rudy Ray Moore. Rudy Ray Moore. He, um, he's trying to figure out how to get his act together yeah. like he's he's kind of created this dolomite character and he's kind of getting some money his records aren't really selling because of the x-rated content and mm-hmm. covers and there's a moment where they go to see a movie and uh, they're not getting the movie it's it's just some like four white people movie oh is that jack lemon movie jack, with susan saran yeah, 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 yeah. And they're like what what's going on <laughs> that was fucking hilarious yeah. <laughs> but there's this one scene who the fuck is harry hoover <laughs> yeah but there's one scene where where he eddie morphy kind of does this like dramatic like look back at the projector mm-hmm. with like a thinking face, mm-hmm. and I was like, "That's really on the nose." There's That's a lot really of them, silly. There, I was gonna say the exact same thing about the montages in this movie. Uh, we're one, gonna need a montage. Yeah, one too many. Where I was like, "Okay," and I think that's a problem I have with the first half of them. For me, the movie didn't start to get traction until they started giving him, ironically, a character in the last half. Right. The first half, he's just this go-get-him guy who wants to become successful, so he does. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not getting this dude, because Johnny yeah. Depp, I get his naivety, yeah. is his superpower in Ed, and Ed Wood. Especially because um, he was a shock comic, too. He was like a filthy comic. Right. Was, he was like Red Fox. Yeah. Right? And then I wasn't understanding, like, what's his attitude? Why is he succeeding? Fucking Tommy Wiseau in the the disaster artist. Same thing. Mm. He's just rich. He's just, he, yeah. he just can keep throwing money. I promise him. Like, I get why this guy's failing upwards. Right, right. Him, I was like, I don't get why he's getting traction. He's getting an audience, but I'm like, but why? But why? What we is... never really saw his routine. Yeah. And, like, what is it about his personality that's so... Yeah. By the end of it, whenever he's trying like bring like a Lady D was her name up on stage and everything, she gives him like you know you know what there's never been someone like me on oh, screen yeah, before. Right, right, yeah. And or when they're doing the production, they're like this is a rat's nest like this this means uh, Keegan Michael Key, and he's like no 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 this is gonna be our office don't worry. Then yeah, he yeah, started yeah. to have like this personality this charm and, and yeah yeah he became like this enigmatic charm and I don't know it was just missing for all the build up parts yeah so I was like okay now he's just successful and I get him but like it le- left the beginning a little hollow do you for think me? was that maybe a bit because Eddie Murphy is getting older yeah and I noticed a lot of of his reactions were very stone faced yes. Not a lot of not a lot of emotion conveyed in his his performance, and I'm wondering because he's been trying to get this made for a long time. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if his heart's just so close to the material he was just trying to do it so earnestly so, right, that right. some of the comedy got lost because there was still like, he yeah. still had glimpses of Eddie's Ernie Murphy. My favorite is when again he's being all like charismatic and he's like, I have to sell tickets for this show tonight. I'm gonna drive around town with a bullhorn. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, hand yeah, out yeah. I love it. Yeah. yeah, and there's that one point. <laughs> <laughs> these two white women smoking a cigarette these older white women he's like hey I'm Dollar Man I'm putting on a show tonight and they kind of cringe he's like I want your uppity ass at the show anyway oh, and he yeah. just walks off yeah. that was like Beverly Hills Cop Eddie Murphy that was that the was. funniest thing it was weird because it's been so long since we've seen Eddie Murphy in anything yeah he's a completely different person yeah. now yeah. so it's strange it's, so, it's like watching a, a sequel like Indiana Jones 4 yes you're like he's so much older now yeah, yeah what's yeah. going on but he still has fastest like when he started like when he's clapping when at the end whenever they're all watching everybody's laughing mm. and again one of those scenes where I'm like I'm not really getting it where he's like is this a comedy or uh, and he's like no don't you see the people they like it because they know what it's supposed to be but I'm like yeah. was that your plan the right. whole time or did you fall back on that or is that just you being like uh, no it, it always was a comedy because right. again I don't want to compare the two movies because they're so fucking similar but mm. the disaster artist 
at the end, Tommy's totally, you see, he's shocked. He's upset that right. people don't like Our the movie. people are laughing at his flick. But then when they start clapping, that's whenever Dave Franco's like, look, they love it. Right. And you see that arc, that switch over happen. But then at the same time, they shot the sex scene with the whole build, room coming down on him. As a comedy. So they had to kind of think. Maybe, I guess the maybe tr- he was earnest that he wanted to be the greatest show on earth. He wanted drama, violence, comedy, everything in it. He does kind of go through that. I guess that's that one scene where he's talking to Keegan Michael. And he's like, and karate. And he yeah. just goes, karate. And he like turns into a Keen Peel. Yeah. He's like, the karate. And he's just like, do you know karate? No karate. <laughs> <laughs> all the uh, the satellite characters were all so amazing. Yes. They all work so well. And you need world. that in those kind of movie behind a movie characters. It's all oh, yeah, the yeah. orbity characters have to be fucking hilarious. They need and to be spot on, too. Dude, Craig Robinson. Yeah, he was great. Just being like an ultra version of Craig Robinson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he just pulls up a keyboard every now and then sings something yeah. hilarious. Like, well, I love that whole moment, that that gelling moment of when Dolomite first is his first act of Dolomite, and then everyone starts coming in yeah, with the music, and then it all good. just starts coming together. That was really good. And I wonder how, like, I imagine obviously they did their research and know the stories, but um, is is it just as simple as he went out and talked to a bum? Probably. And just got his crazy stories. Probably. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, I think there are also a lot of just like these old kind of like slave jive fucking weird. Like, I don't know. Muhammad Ali used to do the most. I'm like, I'm so sick. I put, uh, what was it? Fuck. I'm so uh, I'm so bad. I make medicine sick. Right, right. Uh, I all put those little... I handcuff lightning. Put it in jail. Like all those. Like those are all just these old slangy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Talk like jive talking. That's why they call fucking what's his face Ruby Ray Moore the Godfather of rap because he's oh, yeah. spit. He's getting the the rhyme scheme. Down. Yeah, and that's essentially like you know the the fucking slam talking and the fucking flow. That's the basis of hip hop. That's yeah. why it's so iconic in black culture because it has those roots. Um, but having said that, I think he was just recycling old... That has to be it. He was just recycling yeah. old shit he heard from these homeless guys. That's crazy, though. That's it's, brilliant. Yeah, it's so fucking funny. And putting his own, like, spin on it and turn give, it into an act. And essentially giving a voice to the voiceless fucking people. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like, that, it was a dying art form. You know, yeah. it'd be like someone bringing back vinyl, but for, like, a very niche culture. Like, oh, for sure, yeah, Black yeah. people being like, my grandma used to say shit like that, but never that filthy. That's insane. Yeah. And I like that. I love the idea that at the height of black exploitation, he still couldn't really get it made. Right. So he had all these stops. Like he's like, I can't get a black exploitation right. movie made. Like right. what the fuck's that? And like he just kept trucking through. And I wonder if Rudy Ray Moore was as sweet as Eddie Murphy portrayed him. Yeah, I it's feel sort like of like Ed Wood, where I doubt Ed Wood was as sweet as Johnny Depp portrayed exactly. him. Exactly. He was a fuck, probably a fucking scumbag. Well, he, was really. al- he was an alcoholic for sure, and, and um, ended in porn. <laughs> But also, I feel like whenever you say someone was an alcoholic anywhere before, like, the 60s... That's just people? <laughs> yeah, you're kind of like, that's just saying he was a human being who had a job. What is that line in The Lighthouse where it's like, yeah, you're not a real man unless you drink? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you can't trust a man who doesn't drink or something like that. But, um... Yeah, I, it was good. I enjoyed it, man. I like... Oh, I got a complaint. What? Technical complaint. Technical complaint. Ugly as fucking shit. They clearly shot on digital. Mm. And I did not like the 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 cinematography, and I didn't like the camera angles. The Again, net. very technical. I wonder if that was because I kind of had a similar feel, where I'm like, you can always tell the look of a Netflix movie. Right. They're just a, they're like a little just. I know. Uh, just somewhere between like television production and movie production right. is a Netflix movie. Right. And I remember I hope the Irishman can overcome that. If anyone can do it, you know, come on, Matty. Um, <laughs> what do you call it? Was the um, one line. <laughs> <laughs> he gets in the fight by the FBI agent. He throws one in the trunk. Yeah, yeah. And Wesley Snipes turns to the DP. He's like, is there an angle so you can make it look like he's <laughs> actually kicking someone? And the DP There's just no looks such. right at the lens and goes, there is no <laughs> such, such angle. angle. So. Maybe that was them saying, like, with what we have, <laughs> this, this is, is what how it's going to fucking look. Like, It always makes me wonder if it just would be ultimately cheaper to dig out old cameras. Because that's yeah. another example, like the lighthouse, where if you're shooting a, a making or a behind-the-scenes exploration of a 70s character yeah why not use actual old 70s cameras in film is it's, it that much more expensive to process i maybe that's what it is but or, it, but then renting digital cameras is a fucking nightmare in terms of cost these days maybe it's because everyone's going green in hollywood like the chemical processes oh maybe it takes to do this is killing the environment because i think that that can be our, our, our th- my thread to the last podcast where it's another example of where they should have gone old school with the tech yeah yeah, yeah. it would have been really cool i was thinking that whenever they started doing the scenes within the scenes when they were yeah, the right. film i was like why didn't you this would have been perfect it would have been great if you just cut because just the, the grain on the film and because yeah. at the end they were trying to they show the actual scenes yeah so I'm just like 
it was it was there like but you intentionally chose not to do it and I get it ugly ugly digital yeah yeah Yeah. I and I get I have a bit of a bias because I really hate digital me too I I get it really don't like it it kind of the industry that I wanted to go into doesn't exist anymore Mm. so it kind of sucks like uh, I should have been born in the 40s and then I would have been 30 in the 70s making shit, like, yeah, I, I was cutting just, on a flatbed. Or the exact, I would have gone with 50s, but I 50s, see what you're saying here. Yeah. Born in the 50s, then you're 20 in the 70s, along with Spielberg and Lucas and all. Dude, you get to be a 10-year-old, 14-year-old, uh, and watch the moon landing. No, right. Sorry. 19. 69. So, 19. Oh, that'd be mine, Benny. He'd be in fucking college. Like, dude! Yeah. They're doing it! We left the planet. You, you would still be, you'd be alive back when we didn't know there was other galaxies. And we still thought our galaxy was like one one millionth the size that we now know it is, too. Right, right. We didn't know there was an infinite number of them out there. That's insane. It's a mind fucker. But um, I, I don't know if I've told this story before, but like my first year of film school, we, we, we transitioned to digital because it was a while ago. My first year of film school, we learned on flatbeds oh, cool. just to get the, the aesthetic of it. I mean, clearly Final Cut existed, Avid existed, yep. digital existed. But in the first year, first semester, they wanted us to like go back to the roots of film. Yep. So we shot on a 16 millimeter and we cut on a flatbed. And I, I never was more at home than that process. Yeah. It was just so amazing. I can use, I, now I'm probably rusty. It's been fucking 20 years. But cutting on a flatbed is the most organic feeling thing in the world because right. you really just have to feel out the edit you're not just like counting seconds and laying layers onto a timeline you're just watching it feeling when it's right to cut and then cutting and literally physically taping the film together to right. the next cut running it through and I would do anything to be able to live in that world right now like right. it's just so much better it's so much more organic so much more natural feeling yeah and I also feel like when you do with that because like, as you're talking I'm thinking about like I had a similar thing with um photography right we're like doing the chemical process developing the film right. planning your shot you can't just shoot infinite shots you have right it takes f- 24 setup skill yeah. talent and then even when you're in the enlarger you know you're burning and dodging stuff you're changing mm-hmm. the focus it just i don't know that i to get that final image perfect it just makes you become a lot more intimate with the process right and it's just it's just a tactile thing it's, yeah. there's that you can't capture with digital not at all and it's uh, it sucks I know I know we're gonna sound like old fucking farts <laughs> no we just sound like Toronto hipsters we're gonna sound like Toronto hipsters <laughs> but it's true I think if both of us had been born in the, in nineteen you know fifty we would have been we would have been pretty kick ass in the seventies mm-hmm. you know yep I would have been Wooderson. <laughs> I would have I I would have liked to have hope I would have been like a like an auteur Canadian dipshit in Toronto shooting weirdo fucking movies. Mm. Just on on good old fashioned film. Oh, you get to spend your 30s in the 80s where it just gets weird so you're just yeah, filming like a lot of dark, coke. dark dystopian Queen West fucking film. Do you think we would have ended up getting me too? <laughs> um hmm. we would like old we would have been like 60 now, 70 now, it'd be like fuck. <laughs> yeah. Brando style putting butter on women's vaginas or something. (laughs) I cannot hold my fucking theoretical 50 born self accountable for anything. He does not represent me, the 1987 variety. Sorry. But, um, I mean, I think ultimately you just kind of got to watch this. They're on Netflix. They're easy to watch. They're in your living room. They're in your living room. Um, uh, El Camino and, and, and Dolomite. Oh, you haven't started it, but... There was wa- I started the Watchmen. Oh right, okay. Um, so far so good. Um, it's a little bit more racially charged in terms of, like you know the the position of like you know Black America uh, and how they're kind of persecuted by enforcement agencies. But having said that, it's interesting how they're still doing like an alternate universe take on things. Mm. I think the one thing the Zack Snyder movie got right was the opening credit sequence where we're like, we're just going to show you our world but with a slight twist slight on it twist, to yeah. show you this isn't our timeline. Yeah, yeah. Um, Everyone in, every black American in the Watchmen universe has received some form of uh, recompense for slavery. Um, Is it getting to fuck a white girl on Valentine's Day? It... <laughs> so if you've seen it. <laughs> spoiler alert spoiler alert sorry 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 sorry. <laughs> that just sounds like such an odd <laughs> if you haven't heard last week's podcast that's gonna be the weirdest fucking <laughs> statement for me to have just thrown out there <laughs> oh god oh. 
Thank God that was on the podcast. I was like, was that off mic? Because then that's really just off brand. No, no, that was on there. Oh, Lord. Anyways, they've got um, uh, reparations or redfordations after the president, Robert Redford. Who, oh, is it? Yeah. Redford? Yeah. Who, uh, he's just like on like, you know, notable presidents. It'll be like Nixon, Washington, Redford. Redford? Oh, it's actually Redford. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Instead of Reagan. Instead of Reagan. Yeah. So... It's kind of this weird thing where, like, now black people have wealth, but, and, like, they're a little bit more on the side of authority. But at the same time, this, like, neo-Nazi group um, called the... Oh, what are they fucking called? This is all, like, in the first episode, too. Mm-hmm. They're they're the Rorschach gang. They, oh, the, oh, Rorschach inspired neo-Nazis? Well, because if you think about it, like, it's kind of like fucking Christians reading the Bible and becoming neo-Nazis. They read Rorschach's diary and just fucking... As, as, as I'm interpreting, they're only right. two episodes in, there's a lot of controversy online with people being like, wait, Rorschach was never a racist, blah, blah, blah. How, but, did, how did they get that? But then how do you get... He does have one line about, you know, how, about vagrant homosexuals and shit, so maybe they just, they're extremists. They right. just read this and like, oh, he means homosexuals, Jews, and blacks. And anything, like, yeah. Anything. That's how I'm reading it. Again, they're only two episodes in, maybe there's more to it than that. It's an interesting direction they decided to take. Yeah, but like, just simple things, like in the first episode, you see a car go down the street, they they show the, the, the Tulsa riots uh, back in uh, Black Wall Street whenever... Um, Oh, okay. I remember reading something about that that was in the show. Yeah, I I felt terrible for not knowing shit about this, but then it started to trend on Twitter. So apparently a bunch of Americans didn't know about this. They don't teach this in schools and shit. (laughs) So so as a Canadian, I didn't feel as bad. I was like, okay, okay. But basically, uh, there was a a, a trial where a a black man was accused of of assaulting a woman, and then I think what happened was that he, he was... There was rumors of him being brought downtown, so the riots started, like, a bunch of white people started showing up, and then black people started literally getting dragged out of their homes, like, killed their children, women getting beaten in the streets. Jesus Christ. Uh, the private police, a uh, police hired, uh, I think they, uh, they weren't sure if they were residential or what, but, like, planes started flying over just bombing the black neighborhoods. Is that actually happened in reality? Yeah, that, that was the real... That wasn't the twist? No, no, that's Jesus legit. Christ. So, the, the twist comes is that one of the survivors is potentially, in the first episode, the antagonist. You're like, oh, well, this... Crippled, tiny black man. Mr. Glass? <laughs> Almost very, very Mr. Glass-like. Yeah, totally. So anyways, the long short of it, in the first episode, you see like a car going down the street in the middle of the night, blasting hip-hop, and then the cop pulls him over. The window comes down, and it's this white redneck. And you're like, wait a minute. Mm. And they go to the cop, and the cop's black, but he has like a yellow scarf on his face. You know, the color yellow is very iconic in The Watchmen. Right. So it's like, oh, this is some sort of weird parallel world where white people are being persecuted by black cops, where the police force is so fucking um, targeted and hated, vilified, they, they have to protect, cover their faces. Right away, I'm like, okay, let's see where you're going with this. Okay. Interesting premise. I won't say exactly what happens, because something happens right away, like that galvanizes the storyline. That kicks off the storyline. Is that actually where they're going with it, that white people are oppressed? That's the thing. It's such. It's so racially charged. I'm That's like, weird. where are you going with this? That almost feels like that... Uh, didn't they want to do a series? The, 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 the Confederate the, series. Right. But it's not so much... Because Regina King's the main character. She's a... What's her name? Black Lightning? She's like the main superhero. That's an actual superhero. She, what's That's her? in the DC universe. Damn, yeah, that is. No, you're right. That is. God damn it. What's her name? Um, Sister Knight. Sister Knight. Sister Knight. Knight. Yeah. She looks like, essentially like a nun with the rosary beads and everything, but she's got a oh, scarf okay. on her face and her eyes are like spray painted black. Um, but she's a cop who also doubles as a superhero. In this world, like superheroes and the cops kind of have their force. Okay. And then the Rorschachs are like this neo-Nazi group that they thought disappeared, but now like they want to start war again. So it's. Oh, imp- I like Rorschach. I love Rorschach. Rorschach's my favorite character, but I love the idea. It's gonna be that- hard to dress up for him for Halloween now. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, but I love the idea that like how people can misinterpret a message. Like a true, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rorschach's the hero that fucking um, of that series that he sends out the journal at the end and totally pinholes Vite's entire plan. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe Vite gets a hold of the journal and starts putting in like anti-Semitic up. shit. And you're there. right though; he has to say some questionable things in that journal in the uh, comic. Yeah, he does not like gay people. Yeah, <laughs> although it is kind of implicated, Rorschach might be gay. Yeah, that's true so, too. Like, he's self hating. He's he, exactly. I mean, there might be a bit because he's raised. He's all fucked up. So oh, maybe there's a bit of self loathing. Yeah. yeah, 
So what's in the diary of a psychopath? Again, it could also be Vite covering his ass. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's just like, oh, no, there was a bunch of, like, racist and anti-Semitic shit in the fucking, uh, and they... Yeah, yeah, you didn't see this? Yeah. Oh, one time we were at a Watchmen meeting, and he was like, if these fucking coons don't get... Ooh, yeah, he totally said that. I have a recording. It's right here. Yeah, yeah. check it out. You Did, see my um, tiger? My tiger's purple. <laughs> is it... Oh, he died. does this tiger die? Or is Bubastis, that just in the movie? Yeah, he disintegrates Bubastis. Is it just in the movie? No, because uh, he, he uses the tiger to lure Dr. Manhattan right, to that, that, that field. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's... that's Oh, that's in the that's in the movie. It's in the comic. Everything from the comics in the fucking movie. Every fucking frame. Every second. It's somehow horrible. Um, So two questions about Watchmen. Yes, um. one, they you say they reference, but do you see the giant squid? No, no. But it's it's clearly the giant squid verse. They don't do like a like a newsreel flashback or something. Nope. It's it's interesting because again, it's something that they've implicated. I'm like, oh, where's that gonna go? Um, yeah. I'm sure that's gonna, that, it's gonna be like uh, Dark Knight Rises, where the lie, the truth's gonna have to come forward, and you're gonna find out that was orchestrated Yeah, they're by definitely the, weaving something. Something in there? Yeah, because, like, they're, they're, like, the first couple episodes, like, I don't think it's any spoilers in saying Jeremy Irons plays Ozymandias. Yeah. But one of the first things they show you in the show is a headline saying, Ozymandias, Vike confirmed dead. Oh. But you're like, no, he's clearly, in the, so clearly this, there's something going something on here. Up. So it makes me very suspicious of every single thing they tell they show him. You're like, screw yeah. I was like, what the fuck is he doing? Well, his whole character is a master plan. Exactly. So he's got to have something. Yeah. And the other one was um, um, Dr. Manhattan, or Mr. Dr. Manhattan. Yeah, is he, he's, I, I see him in the trailer. He's, has he shown up yet? He, they've shown him once uh, on like news, or like CNN footage. They show him on Mars and he's like creating structures and just disintegrating. You don't really him. see his face? No, he's like a blue light. He's just this tiny little blue light. Um... I think they might. He might have been briefly shown a flashback, but he was just like he looked like blurry in the background. It might have been a flashback to the funeral, if I remember okay. correctly, because he's in the suit. But he's just blue. He's not glowing. He's, he's just not, a he's blue, just blue dude. Because um, in the comic, but, didn't he leave yes. at the end? At the end, he just fucked. He's just like I'm done with this universe for a while. Yeah. I'm gonna go maybe make my own. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he's brought up like his like the people incur his name all the time. Like it's almost as a joke. Like, ooh, how do you know that? Maybe I'm Doctor Manhattan. Like yeah, shit like that. You know. Okay. Interesting. I, I I'll check. I don't have HBO, but um, I I will. I sh- I do want to check it out. But it's one of those things where I'm I'm kind of waiting. There's, I have so little time to commit to things. Oh, I know. You know but what what's I mean? great about this one is that what I like about it is that they're doing it weekly. It's yeah. not like a binge watch thing. So I get to because you need to digest it. You need some time yeah. to think about it for a minute. I guess that's a problem I'm going to face because I kind of want to wait to see if it's worth it. I don't want Westworld again, where I waste ten hours to be like, <laughs> oh fuck. But um, then binging it's going to be a nightmare. Yeah, it's it's, way it's, too, it's, it's like dense. binging Dark Crystal. Yeah, it's really dense. Yep, and it's got Don Johnson. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! It's got Don fucking Jackson, doesn't it? Yeah. Um. Well, the only the last thing, the only image that comes to my head when I think of Don Johnson is from Django. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. It's, I used to for me, it used to be Nash Bridges because I grew up with that as a kid. Yeah. But now it's totally like you came all the way up here to buy one of my nigga gas. <laughs> like, I just <laughs> can't not hear it. What's the uh, Jerry? Jerry? Treat him like Jerry. <laughs> What's that picklewood boy works down? At the- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jerry. Yeah. Well, I don't know why my favorite. Is uh, you want me to treat him like white folk? No, no. The way his <laughs> face pause. drops. That's pause. not what I said. Yeah. <laughs> is, it, is it Peckerwood? Was the name of that Peckerwood boy? <laughs> it's clearly implying that he is is handy capable. <laughs> oh, he's so fucking funny in that movie. Oh. Just because like you want to see the worst version of John Johnson ever wearing a Colonel Sanders yeah, outfit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I missed totally missed out on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Unfortunately, I'm gonna have to see it on video. See it on video. Yeah, I mean. And the problem is, like, that's one of those ones, I, like, it was the opposite of Hateful Eight for me, because Hateful Eight, I think I had to watch in two goes, three goes, maybe. Mm. But that one, I don't know if I was able to sit at home and pause and get up if I would enjoy it as much as just right. having to sit there and just getting smacked around just by Just take it in. Yeah. That is the problem, because I do get fidgety, and I and I usually take breaks when I'm watching stuff. Yeah. In a theater, because it's funny, it's almost like... Um, like a, an attention span thing. Because yep. in a theater, there is a point in every movie in a theater where I'm kind of like, uh, and then you kind of have to ride through that point. It's always whenever the hero's down and out, right before the third act, I'm just like, I'm going to go take a piss because I've heard yeah. this speech a billion times. I need a minute here. I need yeah. a minute. Now she's going to sit down and say, you are the person you are inside or some right. shit like that. Right. Exactly. And then everything will be fun and there'll be light piano music in the background. There's going to be some build up with a snare. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh. 
But, um, yeah. Get a Netflix subscription, because, you know, Disney's taking over the entire world. Speaking of which, that Mandalorian's looking sweet. <sighs> I don't want to give Disney any more of my money, though. I'm kind of done giving Disney my money. Giving Disney a lot of money. I bought my fucking... I hated myself, because for this podcast, I had to buy my Rise of Skywalker tickets. Yeah, I can't believe they're out already. Yeah. That's alarming. Um, I think they've done this with the last couple. Did you hear that they 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 uh, it's bombing in test audiences and they're still filming? Principal photography wrapped like three months ago, and they put a cut together and they shopped it around or not shopped it around. They uh, put it out into test screenings and it was bombing hard in test screenings because J.J. Abrams said, "Hey, I'm I'm going to do what I want with this movie. I'm not going to worry about the audience." And then Disney got upset by that because of all the recent failures. So in reshoots, they have shot six different endings and now they're they're actually sending out each ending to test screens to see which one performs the best oh boy and then that's the one they're going to use because how do you there's so many birds in the air how do you land all those planes you don't like <laughs> especially like you know I've been comparing it to you recently and I know this is going to be like me beating a dead horse about episode 8 but whenever you were in elementary school mm-hmm. and you had to learn parenting and you had to do that project where y'all had to take care of an egg for a couple of days. Right, right. Okay, so the teacher gave the three guys an egg, and the first dude did a pretty good job of taking okay. care of it. Second dude just threw it against the wall. No, the next dude painted it like an Easter egg, oh. <laughs> and it was like, people won't be expecting this. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's- then the teacher was like, fuck this, the third guy's out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. First guy, you have to you take go back. this. So now he's got white paint, and he's trying to go over so it and make it look like an egg again. So hard, And yeah. I'm just like, I don't, I'm, I, it's funny, because I called it whenever episode eight came out, that there's no stakes at the end of that movie. No. It wraps up. It's over. Yeah. So With it's... a little fucking kid holding a broom. Holding a fucking broom <laughs> staring at the stars. <sighs> like, if that's not a big indication like we're out of ideas, like the little kid's just holding a broom pretending it's a lightsaber. And the falcon warping away to adventure. Uh, uh, or limping away with the last of the... I don't know. How am I supposed to feel about this ending? <laughs> um, anyways... Is that there, you feel it now when every time there's a new trailer, every podcast I've been listening to, people I talk to, I'm like, well, what do you think of this one? They're like, eh. yeah. let, let, me, let me guess what's going to happen. Star Wars Part 3. The Emperor unveils his secret plan, unleashes his armada in a vain attempt to stop the good guys. Yeah. And maybe the good guys and the bad guys have to work together to stop the Emperor as a third threat? But like... Because did you see Star Destroyers coming out of the fucking water? Yeah. James doing that fucking out of the water thing again. Yeah. He did it to the Enterprise. Yeah. <laughs> now he's doing it to Star Destroyers. It's the end of every trilogy. Palpatine's like, my plan! And then it doesn't work. It's the, always yeah. the same And you know ending. Palpatine's going to be like, I was Snoke Yeah. <laughs> 20 bucks he's communicating through the helmet. Yeah. Because remember Kylo Ren's talking then like, show me again. I'm like, what What did the, what did the helmet show you? Right. It's, it's got to be that. Because they, they show the fucking helmet again. It's yeah. back. It's yeah. the charred up Darth Vader yeah. helmet. Because originally I think the idea when they made that movie was they were considering doing that... Um, when a Jedi died, a dark Jedi or a Sith, there would be his good ghost and his bad ghost. Oh. And the bad ghost of Vader was talking to him was the idea they were bumbling around, but then Ryan Johnson kind of fucked up all their plans. So who knows how they're going to go in this one. And this one's like three, two and a half hours? Is it? It's like, yeah, it's, it's like the longest one. I watched, I saw a graph today of episodic order, so the prequels kind of go like this, and then drops off for Star Wars, and it just... It's like it a parade. Up. It just goes right up. Is it? I think the longest is still Attack of the Clones, right? This two one's longer than Attack of the Clones. Jesus I think Christ. it's like, yeah, it's like 240, I think. I don't know. Last Jedi nearly killed me. I remember on our Last Jedi podcast, I was like, as soon as they landed on that salt planet, I was like, no! There's a whole other act! And like, because I, I watched that movie quite a few times and tried to find what I like where it falls apart. And like, in that last bit, you gotta introduce Luke doing that shit. If you're gonna go that route with Luke, you gotta do it before yeah. the speeder thing. Because the speeder thing is ridiculous. They pop out in these skinly-ass yeah. coat hangers, rusted speeders against these mammoth walkers. You're like, I don't need the battle at that point. No. I know they're gonna lose. Yeah. You don't need to do the Battle of Hoth tribute. Just stop it. Just, Just stop yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's it. too much, that ending. So by the time I get to Luke, I'm like, I don't care. I was I checked out 40 yeah. minutes ago. And what was the line in the trailer where like Luke's in the new trailer where he's actually like, the Jedi live on with you now. It's like, yeah. Wasn't the last one called The Last Jedi because Luke wanted the Jedi to end? To end. <laughs> Why? Is that just a fuck you test too that he's yeah, doing? It's gotta be. There, there's just no arc. 
to this whatsoever. Okay. It's it's just this weird bumblefuck. So Bumble, now it's total bumblefuck. And now like it's it's like the chickens have come home to roost, and the people are like y'all excited for this movie. And I was like, no, no, there's no. Yes, okay, fine. You can say well, all you want about that last film about how it fucking changed the game and all this shit, but look at what's left over. Yeah. You have no it's not a three story structure. You had decades to plan this yeah, out. You literally had decades. And then you're doing it all at the last minute. I think um I wanna go out. I think we should go out. I think I think we gotta go because we're 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 babbling about Star Wars now. We're both gonna go for an hour if we let ourselves. But I wanna say this one last thing. Follow these titles. The Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, A New Hope, The Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, The Rise of Skywalker. No sense. Nah. It makes no sense. Nah. 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 It makes no sense. Nah. <laughs> Alright guys, we'll be back in a few weeks or a week now. We won't be back. And we want to do the Irishman. We want to do um, Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Jojo Rabbit. Jojo. And um, yeah, sorry. We if you if you give us an inch, we're gonna ramble about Star Wars for hours. You know we will. Yeah, I can't I'm actually kinda looking forward to the to the Rise of Skywalker we podcast. Just do like a three hour right? yeah. we've gotta encompass nine movies. Because we could like we could go for a day. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> just marathon for charity. Yeah. How long can we go? How long can we go? We're both just sucking back water, but our throats are dead. Uh, no, it doesn't suck. Is that fucking battle at the uh, end of Phantom Menace, it has some redeeming qualities. <laughs> the pod race is kind of neat, I guess. I don't know. <coughs> the game was great. And actually, that's the uh, that's the number one reason I'm looking forward to, to uh, Rise of Skywalker is for us to, to have free reign. It's not like we're fucking up a Netflix podcast. Nope. <laughs> we could just go nuts on Star Wars. Mm-hmm. This should be a lot of fun. For Until one last time. One, one last, last time. time. Until the next movie, which will be soon. Don't be fooled. <laughs> It'll never die. It'll never die. Hopefully like our show. Probably not like our show. <laughs>